Chapter 12 of Miss Meredith. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Monica Rolly. Miss Meredith by Amy Levy. Chapter 12. You're not afraid? said Andrea as we turned on to the Lung Arno and came in sight of the house. No, I answered in all good faith, a little resenting the question. After all, what was there to fear? This was the nineteenth century when people's marriages were looked upon as their own affairs and the paternal blessing, since it had ceased to be a sine qua non, was never long withheld. If Andrea's family were disappointed in his choice, and I supposed that at first such would be the case, it lay with me to turn that disappointment into satisfaction. I had but a modest opinion of myself, yet I knew that in making me his wife, Andrea was doing nothing to disgrace himself. His good taste, perhaps, was at fault, but that was all. You see, I had been educated in a very primitive and unworldly school of manners and must ask you to forgive my ignorance. Yet I confess my heart did beat rather fast as we made our way up the steps into the empty hall and I wished the next few hours well over. I reminded myself that I was under Andrea's wing, safe from harm, but looking up at Andrea, I was not quite sure of his own unruffled self-possession. A distant hum of voices greeted us as we entered, growing louder with every stair we mounted, and when we reached the landing leading to the gallery, there stood the whole family assembled like the people in a comedy. To judge from the sounds we heard, they had been engaged in excited discussion, everyone speaking at once, but at our appearance, a dead an awful silence fell upon the group. Slowly we advanced, the mark of every eye, then came to a stop well in front of the group. It seemed an age, but I believed it was less than a minute before the Marchesa stepped forward, looking straight at me and away from her son, so as not in the least to include him in her condemnation, and said, I am truly sorry, Miss Meredith, for I was given to understand that your mother was a very respectable woman. Mother, cried Andrea with a pale face and flashing eyes, be careful of your words. Then, taking my hand, he turned to the old Marchese, who stood helpless and speechless in the background, and said loudly and deliberately, this lady has promised to be my wife. For an instant no one spoke, but there was no mistaking the meaning of their silence, then Romeo called out in a voice of suppressed fury, It is impossible! Andrea, still holding my hand, turned with awful calm upon his brother. Annunziata's ready tears were flowing, and Bianca gazed open-mouthed with horror and excitement upon the scene. Romeo, said Andrea, tightening his hold of my fingers, This is no affair of yours. Once before you try to interfere in my life, I should have thought the result had been too discouraging for a second attempt. It is the affair of all of us when you try to bring disgrace on the family. Disgrace? Sir, do you know what word you are using and in reference to whom? Oh, the signorina, of course, is charming. I have nothing to say against her. He bowed low and, as our eyes met, I knew he was my enemy. 
Andrea, said his mother, interposing between her sons, this is no time and place for discussion. Miss Meredith shall come with me, and you shall endeavour to explain to your father how it is you have insulted him. My son, said the Marchese, speaking for the first time with a certain mournful dignity, never before has such a thing happened in our family as that a wife should be brought home to it without the head of the house being consulted. What am I to think of this want of confidence, of respect, except that you are ashamed of your choice? Father, answered Andrea, drawing my hand through his arm, it has throughout been my intention of asking your consent and your blessing, nor has there been any concealment on my part. From the first I have expressed my admiration of this lady very openly to you all. What is the result? That she is watched, persecuted like a suspected criminal, and finally driven away. She, a young girl, a stranger in a foreign land. Can you expect the man who loves her to stand by and see this without letting her know at the first opportunity that there is one on whose protection she can at once and always rely? Andrea, said his mother, we did but try our best to prevent what we one and all regard as a misfortune. Miss Meredith is no suitable bride for a son of the house of Borghi. Oh, as he opened his lips as about to protest, I have nothing to say against her, though, indeed, you cannot expect me to be lost in admiration of her discretion. The Marchesa shrugged her shoulders and threw out her hands as she spoke with an impatience which she rarely displayed. Andrea answered very quietly, My mother, this is no time and place for such a discussion. With your permission, I will retire with my father and Miss Meredith shall withdraw to her own room. He released my hand very gently from his arm and stood a moment looking down at me. You are not afraid, Elsie, he whispered in English. Yes, I am frightened to death. It will be all right very soon. Must you leave me, Andrea? Yes, dear, I must. He went over to his father and gave him his arm. All this time Annunziata was weeping like the walrus in Alice, her loud sobs echoing dismally throughout the house. Elsie, said Andrea as he prepared to descend with the Marchese, go straight to your room. I turned without a word and stunned, astonished, unutterably miserable, fled upstairs without a glance at the hostile group on the landing. Once the door safely shut behind me, my pent-up feelings found vent and I sobbed hysterically. Was ever such a morning in a woman's life, and I had had no breakfast. I was not allowed much time in which to indulge my emotions. Very soon came a knock at the door, and a maid entered with wine, bread, and chestnuts. With the volubility of Italian servants, she pressed me to eat and drink, and when she departed with the empty tray, I felt refreshed and ready to fight my battle to the last. A second knock at the door was not long in following the first, and this time it was the Marchesa who responded to my, Come in. My heart sank considerably as the stately little lady advanced towards me, and I inwardly reproached Andrea for his desertion. End of chapter 12 Recording by Monica Rolly.